What's going on, travel family and adventurers near and far? Hope this session finds you well. Welcome to Point Noir, home of the Point Noir podcast, where we equip men of color to shift their paradigms through travel. As always, I am your audio tour guide, Jerry the Third, aka Kimono Jack, and this is the 77th session of the Point Noir podcast. 77, we are getting up there and we are still thriving throughout this entire pandemic situation going on. I hope sincerely that this session finds you in good health and that you're doing things to take care of your health and those around you. One thing that I've been doing lately is really doubling down on my breath work and meditation. I talk about it a bit if you follow us on IG at Point Noir Show, but seriously, we gotta do things to reduce our stress levels and make sure we're centered so we can all get through this as best as possible. I know I've been talking a lot for the previous sessions in the intro and outro. There's some really important news, a huge update to the platform that you want to stick around and listen for in the outro. But I haven't mentioned this in a while. If you really love what we're doing, sharing these transformative stories from these men of color who travel all over the world, do me a favor, shoot your favorite session over to your friend that's across town. Let them know that you're thinking about them and you think they'll get a lot of value out of this. And please leave us a review on iTunes. We'd super appreciate it. So that all being said, let's introduce today's special guest. Joining us today as our special guest at The Point is a young man who is no stranger to the platform, Mr. Corey J, aka Corey J Adventures of the Just Go Travel series on YouTube. Now, if you are new to what we're doing here on the show, Corey J was our second guest ever, our first passport winner, and this right here is his feature session telling us about his first experiences traveling abroad with his new passport. Now, I've been hunting Corey J around the world for about the past year since he got his passport and took his initial trip abroad, but listen, the story he has to share and the circumstances surrounding his second trip abroad, I'm just going to leave it there. You're going to have to listen further to find out, but uh, it's quite interesting. Big shout out to you, my guy, for getting it done, and I can't wait for others to listen to your story. So, as always, we're going to do our traditional three-step drill. Y'all know what it is by now. Step number one, pour yourself your refreshing beverage of choice. Today, I'm feeling something a little malty. Step two, find the comfiest corner on the coziest couch that you can. Step three, take a deep breath, a nice full breath. Sit back, relax, and prepare to enjoy another great session from us here at the Point Noir Podcast. I'll see you on the flip side. Yo, what is going on, my guy, Corey J? Welcome back to the platform, bro. How you feeling? Hey, man, it's good to be back, man. I've I've owed you this for for quite some time, man. <laughs> so yeah, sorry it took so long, but no, I'm happy we're back at it again. I see you've come a long way since since the last time, man. It's awesome. Oh yeah, by the time this thing gets launched, who knows? We might be at session 100 by then, but you were originally guest number two. So thank you so much for believing in this stranger from the internet who just invited you on a podcast that didn't exist yet. And then you were one of, you were actually our first passport winner and this right here is your, this is your championship round, bro. This is the most number of times someone's been on the show. This is number three. Uh-huh. And you're here to tell us about your passport experience and what you've seen and traveled to since then. So I'm, I'm grateful you've made the time, bro. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. So let's start it off, man. How did you feel getting your passport and where were some of the first places you went to? Oh, man, it was, it was, it was definitely exciting, man. It actually, it took me a long time to actually, uh, you know, because I got my passport, I think in 
2018 and I didn't go to my first country until 2019. And that was, uh, we went to Cancun, Mexico, you know, I was back with my ex at the time, but yeah, I mean, it was amazing time. I I was definitely super overwhelmed. Like I still feel kind of overwhelmed about traveling a lot of places, but it's, it's, it's like an exciting type of overwhelm. So yeah, first place was Mexico. Didn't stay in the hotel zone in Cancun. I actually ended up staying right downtown, pretty much in the thick of downtown Cancun. So had to speak Spanish pretty much in order to get around anywhere. I was on the Google Translate a lot. So nice. So yeah, I had to between just ordering taxis and and uh getting food and stuff like that. I mean, it actually really was a great way to to start to learn the language. And um, first day, of course, I was nervous about being there because, you know, it was all new country. I mean, but other than that, it was beautiful. It was all love. People were really nice. Um, There was a couple like weird things that also made me feel kind of safe. It was, you know, the police officers around there carry like full AK-47s and they just kind of walk around the market. (laughs) So, I mean, that was a little bit eerie, but. I mean, at least I know they're they're somewhat holding it down down there. Um. <laughs> These cops in this country ain't strapped enough, you know. That's funny, bro. So what led you to Mexico? And even before that, I want to know, tell me about that gap, because we have been in conversation ever since you got your passport. We talk online here and there. And I remember you thinking, you know, ah, it's only Mexico or it's only Canada. And I was like, bro, go get your feet wet. Go have this experience, because it's something that not everybody can do. So what kind of led you to choose Mexico? And then talk to me about that gap of months between when you got your passport and when you actually took the trip. What were you thinking about? What were you preparing for? What was that experience like? Okay, man, that was really some time ago. Um, uh, Really, uh, in between that time, we were still, um, I was, you know, like I said, back then I was with my ex. We were still kind of, you know, taking some trips here and there around the U.S. and also, um, you know, also working really hard and everything. So that was kind of like what was going on during the gap and everything. Um, what really went into me choosing my first country, first of all, like, um, you know, when I'm really choosing countries, um, you know, I, I still work full time. So I kind of have to travel within a certain window or, you know, within a certain budget. So, you know, at the time where I was booking the ticket, it seemed like the most, you know, affordable place to go to. And I did research on the currency and, you know, and where to stay and, you know, the political climate. And it just seemed like the most viable place to go at the time. That's why Mexico ended up being, you know, the first country. I had a feeling it it, it would be, but I didn't think it'd be Cancun. But <laughs> it turned out well. Um, definitely happy I went there. It, it opened my eyes up to a lot of things. I mean, really, the fact that the American dollar goes so far that was that was kind of the first mm-hmm. place where I really experienced that. I mean, we were we were eating like you know, three meals a day, probably spending less than $10. Like it was crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's something to definitely hinge on because I know you spend a lot of time traveling across the country. I love your YouTube channel, Corey J Adventures. Y'all make sure you check out Just Go, his travel series, but you don't get to see how currency can flex just going in between the coast and the U.S. When you actually get out, you're like, wait a second, this is long money now. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So this being your first experience, how did you kind of prepare yourself to go abroad? While we have heard a lot of Cancun and their resorts and things like that there, there was still information. It sounds like there was still research that you were taking in. So how did you prepare yourself as a first-time international traveler? Were there YouTube channels you were watching? Were there blogs? Were you asking friends and family? What did you do to prepare yourself? Well, really, the last thing I did was ask family and friends because they, you know, a lot of people that you talk to, especially people that you don't travel, 
they tend to have like a lot of negative things to say about Mexico and some people you can't really change their opinion you know what I mean it's like unless they go they're never you know they're never really know but uh what I did he was yeah I did a lot of research you know watched a lot of YouTube videos you know looked up YouTube videos from like regular vloggers looked up YouTube videos from from other black vloggers and stuff like that to see what their experiences were like you know I looked into what it would be like traveling as a couple because that was that was a factor back then you know what I mean that that really played a factor in in me choosing you know, certain places to go to was, you know, you just had to worry about safety and things at the time. So yeah, a lot of, yeah, I watched a lot of YouTube videos and, um, you know, downloaded the Duolingo app and, and just and just went from there. Right. And you mentioned having to speak a little bit of Spanish. Did you already, do you already speak Spanish or did you have to use Duolingo and Google Translate to get by? Like, was that a part of the learning process? Yeah, I speak like very, very little Spanish. I mean, just, just from, just from where I grew up at at the time, uh, I was friends with a lot of, uh, you know, friends with a lot of Mexicans and Hondurians and stuff. So I got, you know, I got to speak, you know, communicating with them in different ways. And, you know, that was years ago. But when I got to Mexico, I realized how much that kind of helped. I think like a month before the trip, I was on Duolingo a couple times a week, just learning like basic words, numbers, currencies, how to ask for where certain things are. I was just trying to really get all the important phrases down. I didn't want to limit myself to just a tourist experience. I really wanted a local experience if I could get it. That's really cool, man. Shout out to you because so many people are intimidated by learning another language. But even if it's just things like numbers and saying hello and goodbye, it makes you feel more comfortable, makes you want to engage and maybe see what else is out there to learn while you're in the country. Yeah, for sure. So regarding your lodging, because I don't want to make this all about Mexico. You've had some other, maybe more recent and exciting adventures to talk about, but you mentioned you didn't stay in the resort area. What made you choose to stay kind of in the heart of downtown? How did you find accommodations? Tell me about that. Well, yeah, I wanted to stay downtown mainly because like, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to go all the way to Mexico, I don't necessarily want to be around, you know, a bunch of Americans. Like I didn't really go there for the you know, for that type of spring break experience. You know what I mean? We were looking into a lot of Airbnbs. Um, you know, we were looking into hostels and uh we happened to find an Airbnb that was um it was like a two bedroom compound. I mean, it was it was absolutely huge. And all the houses around we stayed in a place called Supermercado twenty eight, because like it's sectioned off in the zones. There's like twenty eight, twenty nine, mm-hmm. you know, all that. So um yeah, our place was pretty much a compound. All the houses that were around there had like massive gates around them or like walls, like ours had eight foot walls surrounding the whole compound. And then on top of those eight foot walls, there were like five foot barbed wire fences. So, wow. so like, yeah, you felt, you felt kind of eerie, but you felt safe at the same time. Cause you know, like what, nothing getting in there. But I mean, it was, it was normal. I mean, you know, the place we stayed at probably would have been considered, you know, the hood here in the States, but, but I mean, it was really quiet. It wasn't, wasn't really a whole lot going on outside of, uh, you know, after seven o'clock, Everything is pretty much like quiet. Everybody pretty much stays inside. So it's it's pretty, it was pretty chill. Okay. So you used an Airbnb, which was probably very similar to using Airbnb in the States, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, somewhat. Um, I mean, it's been a long time since I've stayed in the Airbnb in the States. But um, yeah, the one in Mexico it was, a, you know, it was a pretty normal process. Our hosts were this, uh, they were like an older Mexican couple, maybe in like their 50s. And uh, yeah, I mean, they were cool. They spoke pretty good English. So, and they, they actually even came and picked us up from the airport. Oh, wow. I, I'm pretty sure I probably wouldn't got that type of experience here in America. But yeah, they came and picked us up from the airport, um, you know, gave us a bunch of, 
you know, guides of different places to go, told us where the best and cheapest places were to eat, told us how to get to certain islands. Like, I mean, we got a lot of valuable information from them. So, so yeah, I mean, that, that made the experience a lot better. It was just having a really good host. That's what's up, bro. That is how you become a super host on the platform. And I love this story because this is a really big deal. You know, you're sharing your real experience about how this really isn't that different than traveling within the country. It's just that you have a passport now and the language is a little bit different. But there's so many similarities when you start to travel that are similar to your day to day experiences. Would you say that there's much to be afraid of or intimidated by when going to a new country for the first time? Uh, you know, I, I really I really don't think so. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I've, I just went to my second country, but I mean, but so far, like I, I don't, I don't feel as afraid as afraid as I feel just just overwhelmed. You know, that's how I feel pretty much every place I go. Like, as soon as I get off the plane or get off the bus or get off the car, like I just, I don't know where to start. You know what I mean? And that part is always just the most intimidating. But once I kind of get my feet wet and get settled in, everything just starts to kind of like kind of starts to flow. I just always tell myself whenever I do start to really go out the country is to just kind of leave like whatever preconceived notion that I have of a place. I'll, you know, I'm just choosing to leave it behind. I'm really just trying to open up and, you know, open myself up to new experiences. That's fair, man. And I think you put that in a really great way. I myself feel overwhelmed when I'm in new places and you take it step by step. And I think all of your experience traveling throughout the country internally and filming your YouTube channel I think that's done a lot to prepare you. It's just sometimes the habit and practice of new things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So throughout this experience, were there any realizations that you saw about yourself? Did you feel different as a man of color, as this being your crowning experience? Did you learn anything about yourself through this? Uh, you know, just learned how to navigate better, really. It just kind of came to me that, you know, I went out there, you know, none of us really knew the language that well, and we just... You know, I learned it as I go, as I learned it as I went. So, I mean, I think that's really the biggest thing I learned about myself is that, you know, if I, if I go anywhere, I have the ability to adapt, you know, fairly quickly. And, um, you know, and the more I travel, you know, the more I'm gaining strength and, you know, in that aspect. That's real, bro. That adaptation, just knowing that you have a confidence level in yourself that you can rely on yourself to get through an unusual or uncomfortable situation. I think that's a very relevant message, given all that's going on right now in the world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that leads me to this delicious segue that we are going to bite into together. Bro, let's talk about your second trip out of the country, when it was, where it was, and why it happened. Oh, man. So um, my original plan was to just go to New York and to see my sister the, this coming weekend. And I had this trip planned out, you know, before, you know, this was probably a couple weeks before all the corona outbreak and all that stuff started happening. So, I mean, I was just planning a normal trip to New York. A couple days leading up to the trip, you know, my parents, everybody's like, hey, cancel your trip up there. You shouldn't go up there. Da, da, da. You know, same thing pretty much everyone's saying now. And, you know, I called my sister and I'm like, hey, I'm seeing all this stuff on the news. Like, you know, about New York is just in a frenzy. Everything's going crazy. Stuff is burning down. And, you know, and mind you, my sister lives in Times Square. She lives in the busiest, most touristy part of New York. Yeah. And she's like, no, like, it's chill. It's totally fine. You know, it's it's really normal. Only difference is there's no traffic and there's not bars and restaurants open. So she was like, you know, you can come up here and just, you know, relax. And if you want to, we can go to an island tomorrow. Prior to getting up there, I didn't realize that a lot of places already had closed borders. Right. You know what I mean? So I get up there and she's like, hey, like, let's, let's go to Turks and Caicos. Da, da, da. And in my mind, I've, I've never been to Turks and Caicos. I never really, I've never really even thought about going there before because it's so like, 
it just seems so far separated and kind of like out of this world. You know what I mean? So when she was telling me we should go there, I'm thinking, no, like, let's go to Jamaica instead. It's more budget friendly. We only have, you know, two to three days. Like maybe we can go there and, and get back to the board and, you know, get back to the border before it closes. And, you know, I do a lot of research, you know, come to find out DR's borders are closed. Jamaica's borders are closed. Bahamas borders are closed. <laughs> Puerto Rico, Haiti, everything, everything is closed except for Turks and Caicos. You know, it was only, the flight was only $100 from New York. I don't, I don't know if that was because of the COVID outbreak and all that stuff affecting prices or, or it was because I was flying out of New York. So, yeah, um, I decided to just go ahead and, you know, get the tickets. I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, people are going to think we're crazy, but it's really the safest place we can go right now because when I was doing research on the place, I realized that uh, they were, you know, one of the few islands that had no cases at all, mm-hmm. I mean, which makes sense because they have all the natural resources there to combat it. So, yeah, I just uh, ended up going there on Friday. I was as overwhelmed as I was when I went to Mexico. But, you know, when I got there, it was, you know, it was pretty much all love, man. So let's back this out a little bit, because you mentioned talking to friends and family last. They were last on your list when you went to Mexico. And I understand you make total sense. Sometimes you can't change people's minds and just doing anything different, doing anything far from home is scary and intimidating for people, especially across generations. But in the middle of a pandemic, you and your sister decided we're going to go to Turks and Caicos. Did you plan on just staying out there indefinitely or you always knew it was going to be a quick trip out and a quick trip back see i knew for myself it was it was going to be a quick trip in and out you know regardless of if i wanted it to be like i knew i had to come back my sister on the other hand she wanted to stay she wanted to stay indefinitely you know and then she was trying to convince me to stay the whole weekend that we were there but you know what i mean we're just kind of we kind of got put like different personalities she's She's very New York. I'm very California. So, you know, she's kind of you know, overthinking the whole COVID thing, I believe. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, she wanted to stay there indefinitely. And and what I learned, you know, while I was there is that like it's it's definitely possible, you know, if somebody has, you know, like the certain means like it's, it is possible to live there. It's It's a lot more affordable to live there than I thought. But to do certain things like get drinks and, and get certain foods like at the grocery store there. It's really expensive because um, they get all their stuff imported from America. They're a British country or they're a British colony, but they use American currency and they get everything, all their alcohol, they get everything imported there. So, right. So prices are definitely inflated a little bit. This is still blowing my mind. Did you have any concerns? And to be fair, I think in the States, we had a really loose grasp of COVID-19 in the reality it would bring upon us. We were super casual about everything. Our leaders and officials were very casual about everything. And it sounds like at the time that you made this decision, we were kind of in that mode. Right now, I think people are kind of panicking a bit and they're like, oh my goodness, we're having to do this social distancing. We're having to do this self-lockdown thing. But it seems like the vibe wasn't nearly as intense as when people are probably going to be listening to this, looking back at it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, I'm not going to say I was like, you know, careless about it or anything like that. Cause, you know, I mean, I'm, I don't, uh, you know, I'm, I'm usually to myself. I just work and work out. But yeah, yeah. Going into the trip, I was just thinking like in my mind, I was like, yo, like, I just want to get out of here. I want to get away from all this craziness. I want to get away from all the fear mongering, even if it's just for a couple of days. And especially if I can go to a place where I know I won't catch it. Yes, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, doing that. So yeah, I mean, I just, I just kind of went with it. I don't really want to get into how how I feel about the whole thing. To me, it just it, it seems overblown. I understand it, it's a, it's a dangerous and 
you know, it, it does exist, but I think it's, I definitely think it's being a little bit overblown. And um, I can tell whenever I like posted a picture, you know, on that flight heading out there, you know, I got a little bit of bitter resistance from, you know, a, a random person that decided to leave a comment, but I didn't really pay it any mind. I just, it's like, I'll just, I'll just go with it and take the risk. And if anything happens to me, that's on me. Got you. And for sure, this isn't another session on COVID-19. We've already done that to kind of help give people peace of mind. But I want to hear about Turks and Caicos. I have never been. This is your second country that you've been to. And yeah, we're going to get a two for one in this session. So tell me about Turks and Caicos. What was it like? What was the experience like? Had you ever been to an island of any sort before? Talk to me about it. Oh man, Turks and Caicos was beautiful, man. It was it was a beautiful place. Um when I was a when I was a child, I went on like a family cruise, you know what I mean? I've been to like the Bahamas, but I don't really count it like that cuz when you go to the Bahamas on a cruise, you're going to pretty much a cruise-owned island. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And you don't need a passport to do that. So, that's why I consider these first couple trips really like as my true first time going out of the continent. Sure. But yeah, man, uh Turks and Caicos was just it was beautiful, man. It was gorgeous there. People there are, are super laid back. Oh, man, this is, I'm sorry. It's so fresh in my mind. I'm just trying to think about everything that went down. We got there on a Friday, you know, checked into our hotel. Like I was telling you earlier, my sister and I are kind of have a different style of travel. So the first night was more of my style of travel. It was kind of like, you know, budget friendly, you know, a little bit modest. And then our second night there, you know, we went all out. Like we stayed at you know, a super nice resort, probably the nicest resort on on that part of the island. And, you know, so that definitely made for a a pretty great experience, too. They were kind of in their beginning stages of their lockdown because we got there on a Friday. They announced the day we got there that they were closing their borders on the following Tuesday. So um, a lot of the businesses were already kind of like closed or like the main touristy businesses. Like when I tell you there were rarely any tourists on this island, like, I mean, it was wild, man. Like, so, yeah, a lot of the stores were closed except for a couple bars and restaurants. It was, like, fairly normal. You could still go and sit down at the restaurants, sit down at the bars, you know, because there were no cases. So everybody was – people were very relaxed there. I think that was what I liked about it the most. You know, you just didn't feel the panic and, like, the tensity as you feel – as you can feel, like, here in the States. You know, ate at a lot of, like, cool restaurants, had had some good uh, uh, jerk patties, all those kind mm-hmm. of things. <laughs> That's what, I, that's what I went out there for. And um, one of the biggest things I learned while I was out there is it's actually really diverse. Like, there's a lot of uh, different type of islanders that live out there. You got your Turkish islanders. You got your Jamaicans. You got your Bohemians. You got Haitians that live out there. You know, a couple of people from the DR. So, I mean, I was meeting people from everywhere. Um, so, I mean, it was cool. And it was also interesting just kind of noticing the differences in their personalities, like, you know, the Bohemians are very, like, vibrant. You know, all the people that I met from the Bahamas there are very high energy, you know, a lot of fun to be around. I um, mean, you got your Jamaican girls that are just super laid back. They got nice energy. They they love to dance. They dance beautiful, man. Like, <laughs> hey, that was, I man. Bet. I bet. <laughs> well, I, I'm working on the episode right now, man. We, we went to a couple of nice spots out there. It was it yeah. was great, bro. But um, and then, uh, and then, like I said, the Turkish Islanders themselves, they're super laid back man they just they just got a vibe about them and they're real cool to talk to they're super inviting like when i first got off the plane like i I really thought that we were the only you know black people there that weren't from the islands at least it seemed like that you know when i first arrived i was like man like there's nothing here but you know old u.s retirees you know you got your brits out there a couple australians you know people that own timeshares and shit 
it sounds like you got a little taste of the diversity out there. Given that your trip was so short, would you go back to learn more about the island? Was there anything there that intrigued you that you said, wait a second, I wish I got a chance to talk to more people or I want to learn more about the history or what life is like in a regular time of non-global pandemic? Oh, yeah, man. Absolutely, man. Like, I mean, I was there during a time that was that just isn't normally like like it is there. Um, the locals there were telling me like this, that, that place gets popping like right. year round. But most of the people that come there, you know, it's a lot of retirees, a lot of like a lot of basketball players, celebrities, football players. So, I mean, so, I mean, it's a it's a pretty popping island. But, yeah, I want to go back and learn more about just the history of the island. I want to learn more about the culture. Um, I met a lot of good friends out there, made some made some good connections with some locals out there that, um, you know, we had a good time. We were out there. So I'll definitely link up with them whenever I go back out there. And as well as that, um, Turkish Island is it's made up of I don't know but I don't know how exactly how many islands, but I think there's like right. four main islands, and then they have a, a couple smaller islands surrounding it. So, um, so man, yeah, like I'd, I'd like to experience the other islands there too. Maybe go to South Caicos, North Caicos. There's an East Caicos. So I just experienced just one, just one half of one plot of the land out there. So. So, I mean, I definitely plan to go back. I know they're going to open their borders again in 21 days. I remembered that the day I got on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I never thought going to the Caribbean would be my second destination out the country. But, you know, given the circumstances, um, it was the place that, that it was open for me. Hey, man, you took advantage of an opportunity at literally the last minute that probably made sense. So I'm proud of you, man, for stepping out there. You got two countries in in under a year, right? Uh, no, no, no. Well, I went to Mexico in March of 2019. So I, mean, I, I guess technically less than a year. Work with me, bro. I'm trying to I'm trying to make this look great for you. I love it. Uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely about a year, technically. That's what's up, man. Dude, I'm so excited that not only we've had this connection for, man, going on two years now, but you've been able to experience the world and you seem so positive and uplifted by it. I just appreciate that energy, man, because... That's real. Like you are expressing joy right now. I love it. I want you to be happy. I want you to be fulfilled. Like, bro, you out here. I'm proud of you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hey, man, this, this is on you, man. You're out here changing lives, man. That's why I called you while I was down there. I was like, yo, man, like you the reason I'm, I'm in Turk and Caicos right now, a country I never imagined coming to. So, hey, big, big up to you as well, man. Oh, it's been it's definitely been a fun journey, man. You know, a lot a lot has changed now, too. You know, I mean, I was. You know, I was traveling. I was, you know, I was traveling as a couple, you know, for the better part of, you know, having my vlog and everything open. And so now just traveling, traveling as a single man, traveling as a bachelor, you know, things have changed, you know, a lot. So it's like there's a lot of places I almost want to go back to again, just not on like no bachelor shit or anything, but just to go back and experience it, experience it on my own. You know what I mean? Because it really forces you to meet, you know, to, to meet people. You know, I feel like I've met more people in, in these last four trips than I've, than I've met in all my travels. So, I mean, so it's been amazing. And, you know, every day it seems like there's there's something to look forward to because, you know, every experience is going to be is going to be you know, great. It's going to be new. You know, I just really enjoy the novelty of it. Yeah, man, I definitely recommend that because it's nothing for or against couple travel or single travel. It's just different. You have different priorities. You literally have a different environment because you're with someone that you care about. 
it matters. So I definitely encourage you to go see all those places, reintroduce yourself to some some familiar spots because that energy is different. And in addition to being forced kind of to meet more people or engage differently, you might be forced to see yourself in a few different ways too, because who knows what kind of opportunities are going to come around. Yeah, that's what I was getting at, man. It's just, it's just different. Like people kind of approach you different, you know, because when you're traveling as a couple, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was, you know, it was great, but, um, you know, you're, you're generally more concerned about the other person's experience, the other person's happiness, even when, even when you don't even realize it, you're kind of more focused on that. And you're, and most of all, you're focused on the safety. So you're kind of, you're just kind of like on, on edge wherever you go. So, I mean, it's been, it's been nice to be able to, I, I just feel myself, you know, becoming a little bit more open, becoming more loose and just, and, and more confident. And yeah, it's just, it's a lot of good, a lot of good changes coming. For sure, man. And these are all qualities and skills that are going to aid you when you're in your non-travel life. And that's what we try to keep getting across is like, yo, the opportunity to build skills to develop yourself when you're abroad, they're they're everywhere. It's like you get off the plane and it's just like, oh, here's a new opportunity. Here's a new thing to learn. And it's the coolest thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things I've noticed. I mean, I mean, I feel more inspired when I'm traveling or like just when I'm on the road. It's just the ideas just start to flow. Like I definitely look forward to being able to to go somewhere again. Right now, I'm just keeping my head down, working hard, um, trying to just remain creative, remain positive, um, remain fit. <laughs> That's real, man. And I want to ask you a couple questions about something that you've brought up. I don't know if you've noticed it or not. But you've kind of mentioned your current style as a traveler is a budget traveler. And now that you have the world open to you with your passport, what are some resources that you've been using or thinking about using to get trips and maximize your dollar as you go around the world? Oh, really? I've just been, um, you know, doing a lot of research on on flight deals. You know, I've been signing up for a lot of airlines, just working on getting some more points, um, working on investing just so I could, uh, you know, continue to, you know, to build some more funds for traveling and stuff like that. Let's back that up a little bit. When you say research, are you going to research.com or are there specific websites or IG pages you might be following to learn? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of everything. It's, uh, you know, I'm always looking at flights all the time, even if it's nowhere near a trip. I'm always on um, on Skyscanner, Google Flights, you know, looking at what what uh, rates are like flying from bigger cities. So I live in Indianapolis, but so whenever I do want to go like really out of the country, I'm probably going to be playing, uh, flying out of Chicago or uh, New York more often. So I'm also looking at flights from those two places as well. My main thing man, is like I travel by, you know, pretty much any means, you know what I mean? Um, and I'm not too good to, to travel by bus or, you know, or anything like that. Just to, you know, just to experience a new place. So yeah, just doing a lot of research, um, checking out like Instagram pages. That's usually how I do my, most of my research whenever I'm getting ready to go to a new location. I look up a lot of hotspots or hashtags, something like that, and kind of see what it's like currently. I try to look at that recent tab just to see like, what the current situation is like wherever I'm going. And sometimes you'll do some research and it'll be something from like two years ago. You know what I mean? So so when you type in a country or destination into Google, you'll look at the most recent news, not necessarily the highest ranking news that shows up on the search result. Always look at the recents, always. <laughs> Got you. Just trying to help you break it down for the people because you have great knowledge. You travel often. I think people might not know that if they haven't been following the platform for a while. Like you out here moving and grooving, like you are finding a way to travel, to capture content, to share it in a creative way. So you actually have a lot of information on just how to get this done. Yeah, like I said, I just try to pretty much travel by any means. Um, 
You know, it really just uh, it really just depends on the place. If I'm traveling to a major city like San Francisco, Seattle, New York, Miami, one of those places, I'll um, try to find like a, you know, a hostel or something if, you know, if it ends up being too crazy in price and stuff. But, you know, with work and everything, I generally get a three to four day window every couple of months to go somewhere. So so it really I really have to find the best way to make the most out of my time and my money. So you'll stay in U.S. hostels in major cities. Oh, yeah, yeah. In major cities. Yeah. If it's a smaller city, oh, like I'll get a hotel. But, you know, most major cities, they just they charge outrageous price for certain hotels. And the good thing about hostels in major cities going to them around here in the U.S. is they're always centrally located. Mm. Like you're always going to be downtown. Right. You know, a lot of people, they get kind of they get kind of afraid, you know, just being around other people or like having to sleep sleep in like the same room with other people. but. For the most part, when you go to these other places, people aren't hanging out in the in the hostel bedrooms. You know what I mean? People are out, you know, doing their own things or they're traveling or you might end up meeting somebody who's cool that, you know, you can you can walk around and do some exploring with. You know, that, that's been my experience so far, you know, staying in every hostel. It's just, you know, it's been great. They've always been right downtown. So you don't have to Uber or go or really go anywhere unless you really want to get outside the cities. So, um, yeah, that's how I figured out how to how to travel cheap around the U.S. <laughs> For sure, man. And there's a hostel here in Dallas that inspires me that I've been wanting to go and just spend a night there because I've never been in a U.S. based hostel. I do a lot of Airbnbs. Occasionally I'll do a hotel, but I've never done a U.S. hostel. I just assumed they were so much worse than what I've experienced in Europe. Oh, man, they're they're nice, man. And like the good thing about the ones that I've stayed at. I stayed at one in Seattle, I stayed at one in Las Vegas, and then I stayed at one in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And they were all like a little bit different from each other. So the one in Seattle that I stayed in was like this massive, it was set up like a, like a hotel. It was like this really big building. Right. I think it slept up, I think it could accommodate up to like 100 people. It was in Belltown near all the bars and stuff. So, I mean, that was a really cool place. And then the second one I stayed in Las Vegas was set up more like a motel. It had like, you know, two stories, you know, with a balcony up on the second story. And it was a little bit smaller, a little bit more tight knit. But that's 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 the one where I probably where I met the most people and kind of like, you know, built the most relationships there because, you know, it, it was really it was really cool. And then the one in Nashville, which surprised me because the one in Nashville isn't even listed on Hostel World. Really? You have to get on Google in order to even find it. But this one was huge. This one could sleep up to 300 people. It was in this massive building. Jesus. It was like seven stories high. It had so many rooms that, you know, it was just, it was wild, man. But there's so many different types of them. So like, yeah, I mean, you you definitely got to try one at least once. They are nicer in Europe, I've heard, but, but they're nice here too. They're not like anything to be afraid of. They keep them clean. They have regulations they have to follow. So yeah, man, and it's, it's been a really convenient way to get around the country. I believe it. I'm going to ask you to share that resource again. Did you say it was hostelworld.com where you look to research and find hostels? Yep. Hostelworld.com. That's the best one you can find. It lists all of them. It lists them by rankings. It has uh, reviews on it. And the reviews are, you know, they're pretty good reviews too, because they do them in like, uh, I think like six categories. It's like price, cleanliness, value, atmosphere, kind of like what type of atmosphere it is. Because you'll, you'll get different types of hostels. You'll get, you know, you get your hotel type hostels. You'll get your party hostels. Like there's hostels. They're just for certain things. So, so there's something out there for everyone. 
Well, appreciate that, fam. I told you, you got knowledge, man. You got gems, and I'm just here to disperse them to the masses, bro. I do want to ask you, though, what does the future of travel look like for Corey J Adventures? What does it look like for you as a YouTube creator? And what does it look like for you as an individual now that things have changed from your first trip internationally and how you've been accustomed to traveling over the past few years? What are you looking forward to? How are you going to change the game up? Are there some experiences that you're like, you know what? It's finally time for me to add this into my travel profile. Yeah, there's a lot to look forward to, man. Um, probably just going to go to a few more places here in the U.S. Other than that, I'm looking forward to really going overseas. Um, I was planning a trip to go to uh, go to go to the U.K. in uh, mm-hmm. in early May. You know, before all this stuff start you know started to hit the fan. But um, yeah, um, I, you know, I got some goals this year. I really want to go to Europe this year. Hopefully, if I can make it out to Asia by the fall or the winter, I'd like to do that. So, um, yeah, those are the main goals, just getting overseas, you know, getting some more equipment, really just continuing to work on my craft and, you know, put keep my head down and work on content, more like love and hate type of content, more like top five, just those kind of things. Because back when I first started, I, I didn't really feel like I was well-traveled or well-versed in travel enough to to make that type of content. Mm-hmm. But as I'm starting to, you know, really get, get the wheels running and stuff, um, I plan to put out more stuff like that. Just start to interact more, not care about numbers so much and, and really start to focus on, you know, on the people that, that, that have really supported me, you know, along the way. That's real, man. That, that's what it's all about, adding value. So the show is slated to be international. When you go international, are you still going to spend a lot of time in the outdoors the same way you did in the States? Or are you going to be more in urban areas? Or what are your ideas around that? Uh, I'm going to do a little bit of both. Um, yeah, cause it's, it's been a while since I've, since I've gotten to do, you know, an outdoor thing just cause, just cause the weather's been inclement and stuff. But, but yeah, yeah, I definitely plan to do, to do a lot more outdoor things, you know, do some more outdoor guides and stuff like that and really start to focus on, you know, you know, black outdoorsmen and stuff like that. Start to aim at that, you know, that kind of market. And also, yeah, cities as well. You know, I love cities. I love, I'm a, I love architecture a lot. So um, I really want to make it out to some more cities. Probably be something I'll start working on. Cool, man. I can't wait to see the content. Have definitely appreciated watching you grow as a content creator. And I mean, YouTube gang is lit. Who knows? I might end up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure, man. For sure. No, no, I have seen you've been doing it big too, man. You're hosting workshops and everything. Yeah, you've come a long way, man. It's, it's amazing. Shoot, man. Just out here trying to create and add value. And before we round out, man, because I know you're hardworking, I remember so distinctly in our first conversation together, that session two, you mentioned that your grandfather, I believe it was, told you to always have multiple streams of income. So I know you are a hardworking man, football player, athlete, you're in the gym. How do you think about changing up your career or job situation to facilitate travel more? Have you put any thought or energy into that? Oh, yeah, man. I've I've been putting thought into it for years. Um uh, now I'm just trying to figure out how to make that work, really. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, as of right now, I've just been, you know, been working. I actually have two jobs, so I work two jobs, and and whenever I can get that window, one of my jobs is actually event based. So whenever we don't have events or it's like slow season, you know, that's when I'm really able to get out more. Like you know, now pretty much now is the time, like springtime, summertime. Right. That's when I'm really able to to plan the most trips. As far as moving forward. Um, I've been, I've been trying, I've been looking into, you know, several things I've looked into working at hostels overseas, maybe doing like work for trade just to experience, just to be able to experience different countries or faraway countries that way. Mm-hmm. I've even started looking into Peace Corps, right? Any, any travel related job or something that, that, that complements my lifestyle really. 
because I, I want to start to really build my life around my ability to travel and I want things to complement that. Bro, you couldn't have said it more beautifully. I believe that that's it right there. It's it's living lives that we're excited about, choosing activities and choosing career paths that fit what we want, our lifestyles. And you're the man to make it happen, man. I cannot wait until you tell me how this whole picture plays out for you because that's the attitude. I don't need to hear anything more. Case closed. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, exactly, man. That's it's literally just a, just an attitude and a mindset. Like that was what I was thinking when I, you know, when I first started this was, you know, I'm going to travel by any means. Like every everything revolves around around my ability to travel. I can I'll do fine in life. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's pretty much been the mindset, and you know, it's taken me to to some wonderful to some wonderful places. You know, it's gotten me a passport. So <laughs> right. So yeah, man, it's been great. Yeah, man. And again, you thank me for the passport, but it's it's you being present. It's you raising your hand, stepping up and actually planning the trip, putting the money aside. Man, it's it's all you. You know, there's so many opportunities out there for everybody, no matter what lane or what your goal is. But you still have to step up and do the work. And that can't be understated. Everybody has to do the work at the end of the day. That's what I'm excited the most about is just like there's just there's so much out there. There's so much opportunity. There's so much to see. I just don't know. I won't know until until I go. You know what I mean? And I love it, bro. And since you've been on your trips, have you been able to share some of your experiences with maybe some of those family members who weren't so hip on the travel? Have you ever been able to inspire somebody else to go out and get their passport in the short amount of time you've been traveling internationally? Yeah, I mean, I've I've def, uh, I've inspired some family members. They actually, uh, you know, my mom watches the show, my grandma watches it, my brother watches it. Yeah. Um, you know, so some people that aren't even really into travel like that, you know, they you know they watch it and stuff like that. You know, I'll show it to my you know nieces and nephews, things like that. I'm sure as it starts to you know as it begins to grow more, I mean, I hope it does ins- inspire more people to travel. I hope it kind of like it just kind of shows you that a regular if a regular guy like me can do it, anybody can do it. And, you know, to really just kind of set your mind to it and and you can make it happen. I believe that wholeheartedly and you're out here living it, bro. This has been fantastic. I'm glad we finally got a chance to catch up with you for this session. So as we round out, man, you already told me about what's coming up for the channel. But listen, how are you keeping yourself kind of sane and busy and productive during these quarantine days? I'm not even going to tease you by asking about your next destination. But yeah, let's start there. Yeah, man, just been out here just working out. Yeah, pretty much it. You know, Indiana, I don't know what's going on out there in Dallas, but uh, here in Indianapolis, we just started our, you know, quote unquote lockdown. But it's still, you know, you can still go out to do quote unquote essential things. You know, you can go out and get food, go out and run. It's really not that much different. You know, I mean, it's just you, you can't really work or go out to eat anywhere. That's that's really those are really like the biggest differences. But just trying to work, you know, work out every morning, go on a run every day. You know, continuing to do my push-ups, um, you know, watching a lot of travel vlogs, you know, listening to podcasts and stuff like that, just to just to keep my mind positive about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And also, man, just just going on that latest trip definitely helped a lot because, you know, I feel a little bit rejuvenated. I've got a lot of content to work on, so got a lot of things to take up my time. So that's definitely helped me through this a lot. Good, man. I'm glad to hear that it sounds like you're in a safe space, a safe mental space, taking care of yourself. And before we finally round out, would love to hear all the places that we can engage with you and see what's going on with your platforms and content. Where can we find you? Oh, man. Well, uh, yeah, you guys know the page. It's uh, Corey J Adventures at YouTube. 
and uh, the show is called Just Go. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram so you can see all my photography at Corey J underscore adventures. So yeah, follow me on there. I always follow back, you know, holler at me, leave a comment, always comment back. Yeah, appreciate you having me on the show, man. It's, it's good to talk again. And um, I'm sure the next time we talk, man, we're we going to be on the next level, man. I already know. We talked about this uh, yeah, We talked about this a couple years ago, man. And look, look at us. Shoot, bro. Like, I, if y'all haven't listened to the second session, I know I've mentioned it a lot. But one, you get to see an early look at the show and what I was doing. But literally, I was in Paris, ran across his YouTube channel while I was surfing through Instagram. And I was like, OK, I got to have this guy on the show. And it's been a beautiful journey ever since. So, man, I'm so grateful for the brotherhood, the camaraderie. Anything I can do to help or assist, you know I got you. And I believe the rest of the community got you as well, man. So until we get to traveling, just be safe, take care of yourself, and uh, we'll have you back here at the point soon. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure, man. Hey, uh, Bali soon, too, definitely. Hey, turn up. I haven't been, so I mean, you know, fuck it up one time. It'll be cool. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) All right, man, take care. There you have it, folks. Mr. Corey J. Adventures literally soaking up all the last bit of adventure out there during the eye of this pandemic. My goodness, my guys, like something out of a Fast and Furious movie, but I'm glad you're back safely and here in a healthy state to tell us all about it. Make sure you follow him on Instagram at Corey J underscore adventures. And you know what? This guy needs 12 more subscribers to hit 100 on YouTube. I know that would mean a ton to him. So please find him on YouTube, Corey J Adventures. Hit that subscribe button, hit that bell notification. I know it will totally light up his world. He puts a lot of work and effort into creating this content. And you can actually see his experience at Turks and Caicos that he just talked about, which is a super cool thing. So thanks again, bro. Can't wait to talk to you soon. Shifting gears a bit earlier, I mentioned that we are making some shifts to the platform. And if you've been rocking with us for a while, you'll notice that we just changed our mission statement to equipping men of color to shift their paradigm through travel. And you know, the show continues to grow and evolve. But in order for us to continue growing the platform, continue adding value and growing this amazing loyal community, we have decided that we need to stop producing shows weekly and instead we'll be producing them every other week. Now, right now, this is indefinite. I'm not going to say this is going to be the structure that is forever. But for us here on the production side, on the organizing side, on the strategy side, we need to pull our resources together a little bit better. And by giving us just an extra two weeks a month to plan and schedule and organize, I promise you we're going to bring you some amazing things to come in the future. So I hope you're not too disappointed. And I hope you're really looking forward to the next transformative story through travel that we're going to share with you in two weeks. As always, you can reach out to us on Instagram, on Twitter, at Point Noir Show, or send me an email directly, kimonojack at pointnoirshow.com couldn't get any more simple than that so i hope again that this finds you well take care of yourselves take care of that space in between your two beautiful ears keep practicing social distancing and we're all going to get through this together this is jerry the third aka kimono jack signing off i'll see you all soon